It's a sensitive, delicate deal, dragging brand new songs out of the sky. Trading ideas, accepting some, storing others in the maybe later bag, moving on and along with hardly a plan. During the Zep years, I never imagined a full-scale album project without the other guys, and even less the idea of new writing partners. But then, since 1981, I've enjoyed many amazing, exciting musicians in the sharing, in the writing, in production and engineering. Men and women who encouraged and enlightened, introducing me to crazy curves I could never have imagined. For this podcast, I'm going to be picking out some songs from here and there along the way, mixing constant shifts in sound and intention from across this long, old time. There's a story in all of them. I'm Robert Plant, and this is Digging Deep. Welcome to this episode 11 of Digging Deep with Robert Plant. As you may know, Robert chooses a song from his back catalogue and tells us the story of that song's creation, the lyrical inspirations and preoccupations, how the musicians involved worked together, what the studio sessions were like, and how the song fits into the ever-evolving tapestry of Robert's musical output. This episode concerns a song from a very recent album by Robert and the Sensational Space Shifters, a record that earned him some great reviews and threw him off gathering disparate influences and styles once again and finding a place where politics, both social and political, impacted on his work. So we are coming up to date, not a mere, a mere, a mere few months ago for the next song. What are we going to tackle? Well, tackling is a very good <laughs> verb for it because there's no solution to this song. There's no easement. There's no way out. There's nothing except for the facts. It's like dragnet. It's the facts, man. Just like they do for me, well, so I do for you. Yeah, so this is Carry Fire from the album Carry Fire from just yesterday, October 2017. The way that we've been constructing music the last couple of albums with the Space Shifters through Lullaby and the Ceaseless Roar and Carry Fire has been pretty modular. Um, in this new day, every musician has their own recording equipment and their own time to invoke the muse and to find out what they really want to musically, how they want to express themselves. And um, So each guy in our cooperative creates ideas and sends them to me and or to each other and they go up to the Misty Mountains to Skin's Place up in uh, by Bala or down into Bristol with Johnny Baggett and Billy or whatever it is. So um, there's a lot of sketches and they're basically, some of them are black and white and some of them are uh, going into colour. And, um, and that's how all these songs are developed so quite often maybe a section of one song 
that we now know is a song has come from another idea from somewhere else and been um, sort of tunicate into place. And just by, because there's a mood and a lilt, even if they're not in the, the two parts might be in different keys, but you can modulate and you can find that a sort of, in, a, in our world, a kind of place to be with these musical ideas where they, it's great. It's just very unusual way of doing it. It's, it's not really the kind of thing where you, where I would imagine you, everybody's in the room playing at the same time. That sometimes takes place. But more recently, we've been pinning the, the donkey's tail with a blindfold on and seeing what happens. And so we have hundreds of hours of ideas. I've got unlimited amount of stuff. That's really? so, yeah, sounds amazing. So many different tangents from each guy in the Space Shifters setup. And, um, and that's how it works when we go down to this little studio and near Peter Gabriel's and we piece it all together and uh, Tim Oliver the engineer is fastidious beyond belief in his attention to detail and the way he can actually concentrate so well on and almost read the collective mind of the musicians to get us to a, a sonic place a place you know that sounds like the space shifters sound So, a lot of the songs on that album are born that way. I think we dealt some time ago with Bones of Saints. Um, and this, some social commentary, if you want to call it that, or cry for help. And then there's Carrie Fire. And uh, Justin had this, he was just playing some little, beautiful little sort of semitone shift on the guitar. Um, it was supposed to fit into the middle of something like some other song we were doing. But it stuck in my mind and... Um, it never became a part of what it was supposed to. It was just somewhere up in the ether. And one day we just started we started playing it. And within about 20 minutes, the whole melodic structure and the structure of the song was developed. 20 uh, minutes? Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, because it is what it is. It's just... Um, it's going through its chord progression, so it probably goes through it five times or whatever it is. With... Uh, with solo sections in the middle. And meanwhile, in real world, there was a guy playing classical cello and he really liked our music. And we met him while we were having a bowl of soup in real world's soup department. And I, I think it was Justin or Tim knew him and said, Have you, you know, you want to come over for an hour? So he played stuff. Then Seth Lakeman turned up because we needed a high-end fiddle. And Seth was amazing. He just pulled up in his van, came in and played all over the record and got back in his van and went back to Bodmin. I out for you across broken days All through the gathering 
and the whole thing had got so much importance and uh, feel. It was like uh, well, I'd always been following the orchestra orchestration of Um Kalthum, the Egyptian singer who had this fantastic orchestra in Cairo uh, throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s. And the orchestral arrangements on some of those songs and those albums by her is insane. It's just the writing, the notation of people from another world playing in different scales. So I think we've all, in the Space Shifters, sort of moved into that zone always quite often from, and I guess in my case, from probably Zeppelin three onwards, the, the adventures in a minor key, you know, uh, I've always been there. That's what it is. It's just part of the thing that makes me, uh, uh, it's emotive. And, and it, this is some feeling of kind of awkward satisfaction when you get to the end of something like that. Cause it's, it's certainly not she loves you, you know. No. But it's uh, it's poignant, and it has a sad thud of um, an old heart. It's a beautifully romantic mm. lyric. It's, I don't know, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's, it's the pain of, I will, I will do this for you, I will do anything for you. What does it take? That's, once again, maybe I'm reading wrong, I don't know. No, that'll do. That'll do, yeah. What can you tell me about the lyric? That's it, really. <laughs> it's just, you know, observations of a, a life and damage but you maintain your romantic heart sadly yeah be better to go to bingo i think or something more substantial but also i mean is this sensational space shifters this 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 is not a door that's closed these are not people who you will not be bringing together again in the future it's ongoing of course it is, yeah. Everything's yeah. ongoing. I mean, uh, and everybody's ongoing. It's, uh, and we're all going to the, the same dance, really. Uh, we just have to, we will be playing now. And, and then we have to think about how we say the next thing mm. and how we craft that. And, and it's, uh, these two collections of songs have been pretty, for us, it's all about for us, the music. It's, you know, it would be nice to actually have a formula that we could actually, but how good would that be? It wouldn't be very good at all. We have to dance, you know, this kind of unusual two-step. And um, as does everybody, you know, all musicians are faced with the uh, the prospect of how do you, where's the awkward third, the, the impossible third album, you know? So where's the impossible 23rd album or whatever it is? It's just... You have to find a groove and get started. The walls fall down. Actually, I was going to ask, what's your dynamic in terms of how everybody interacts? Because it's a, it's a strange thing. There was 
an interview with, with Tom York from Radiohead where he's asked about this and like how the group dynamic works. And he says, oh, the Radiohead, we're like the United Nations, all of us, but I'm America. <laughs> and I just yeah. thought, okay, that says a lot about how everybody relates, but kind of you occupy that place. How do you navigate that with? Well, I don't, I mean, I, all I want to do is keep going. Yeah. In any form, but really, in preferably with those guys, uh, because uh, you can get so much out of a two-hour set because of the di- the, the whole panoply, the divergence of style. Um, and I don't have to really. I suppose I'm the old crusty in the middle of it all. But the thing is, because everybody's got their other stimuli. Uh, and their other musical lean. Uh, it's not as if the whole of their everybody's musical future is resting on whether or not we can find the next new song, because they're probably gigging tonight somewhere. Or I mean, so hopefully we can find the next stage. Um, <clears throat> I don't know which is the worst, being a, from the United Nations or from. America, but I'd probably say that we're mostly from southern Morocco and we're all in the same camp, around the same fire, really. I think, yeah. But other things will come and go. If you can do what I do, you it's okay taking a couple of weeks off, maybe three or four, perhaps. But, you know, I'm not sure whether that four might be a bit too much. That was episode 11 of Digging Deep with Robert Plant, talking all about the song Carry Fire. We hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, It is a really special thing to do, these shows, because, you know, Robert puts a lot of time into it. We put a lot of time into getting these stories right. And, yeah, if you think about it, we're kind of um, putting together a sort of uh, a history of Robert's creative life, which is a pretty special thing. So when we say thank you for listening, we do genuinely mean it because it means a lot to us to actually do this. So thank you. We mean that. And if you like Digging Deep, there is a new Digging Deep box set coming out soon. This features eight seven-inch singles, uh, rare tracks, hits, uh, rarities from Robert's back catalogue, all packaged together in this beautiful bespoke hardback book, uh, including all the artwork. It's coming on Robert's own label, Esperanza, on February the 28th. But you can pre-order it right now. Go to robertplant.com for all your information on that. It's well worth checking out and a beautiful gift for the loved ones and Robert Plant fans in your life. And let's face it, who isn't a fan of Robert Plant? Uh, Once again, thanks very much for listening. I've been Matt Everett. The next episode's coming pretty soon, so do subscribe. Until then, this has been a Cup and Nuzzle production. (laughs) 